Becca, so our guest today is a fellow podcaster. Uh, so I thought it might be interesting to kind of uh, talk about our podcast experience up to this point, or also, and maybe also to talk about um, your your other uh, podcast, Two Autistics Talk Money. I'm going to plug that, of course. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, I mean, uh, our guest today is, is also someone who is out there like we are trying to create content and give resources, right, to our community at an affordable as in free price um, so that people can have what they can afford and kind of get resources, which is awesome. And I have the pleasure of working with him in two different capacities. We kind of work um, on some stuff in terms of employment and business and getting um, kind of diverse feet and heads and everything into employment and into businesses and um, into those diversity and inclusion programs that everybody has that seems to leave out the disabled folks. Um, and so we work on that. But at the same time, we also we're friends and we get along. And so we do this other podcast meetup thing. Um, we're called Two Autistics Talk Money, where we um, do talk money, talk all the parts about money, the things no one wants to say out loud, all of that fun stuff. Um, and the stuff that I know nothing about that Andrew knows a ton about. Um, but yeah, so I'm busy doing those things. You have multiple podcasts now too. You have three going now, right? <laughs> three. I don't, I don't know how I'm managing it, honestly. I, I, I don't know either. I'm stumbling my way through it. Um, remember, no, not quite sure when is, uh, what podcast is coming out what day and what we right. <laughs> yeah, so we, we, you, I got to know you through Autism Stories, which is your original podcast, which is yeah. amazing. If you haven't checked out Autism Stories, check it out. Doug talks to everybody, like everybody, <laughs> the gamut of people. Um, and it's really interesting to find out what gets people going and why they're involved in the community and what it is that they're doing there. Um, and that's how I met Doug. And then um, now you're doing another one with Kelly Braun Johnson about the intersections on the spectrum, right? A lot of fun. Um, which is amazing and cool. Yeah. And check that out. It's fairly new, you guys. And then we're doing this one, which is all for Fonskis. Um, which is great. Um, and I, I don't know, I kind of enjoy, I like the content creation of podcasting. I don't know about you, but I enjoy it because I feel like I can really be myself and I can really be genuine about what it is that I'm talking about. And I'm not sitting in an environment that makes me feel like I have to say the right thing. And I'm not dressed in clothes that makes <laughs> me feel like I have to say the right thing all the time. And I get to really be myself. Um, and I like doing that. And then I, I kind of love that it, these great conversations that I have with people are, are around and, and they're out in the world and people can listen three years from now to it. Um, I think that's really cool. So yeah, it's my cool medium. <laughs> I think, I think for me, there's been a lot of unexpected outcomes. Well, well f f f the first thing is I've never, I've never been good at being told what to wear. So that would, so that, that that's the first thing, but just, just, I guess the thing that's really surprised me is the amount of quality and quantity, I would say, in terms of the relationships I've developed through podcasting. It's really been a life-changing experience. Um, you know, it started with Autism Stories, and then I was shocked that you actually agreed to do this podcast with me. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, and, then, and now with Kelly, who is, who's such an amazing co-host as well. I always say I have the two best co-hosts of the world. So... Um, <laughs> So yeah, I mean, I think I think that's like a really powerful thing about podcasts that maybe a lot of people realize, but I didn't about how, um, you know, it, it was always for me about learning, but now I realized it's such a powerful way to develop community. Yes, absolutely. And it lets people know, I mean, there's a way that 
we're all doing these podcasts that people get to see that we have relationships outside of whatever our own solo mission is, you know, that the autistic advocates talk to each other and we hang out with each other and we're, you know, we're friends outside of just, you know, pushing whatever our current mission is. Um, and I love that piece of it because people get to see a little window into that relationship. And with that, I think it's time to bring in Andrew because like, this is my trifecta, you guys. This is it. This is like, I have a very small bubble that is not filled with a lot of people. And so this is part of my bubble right here. This is my little trifecta here. And so, um, I'm excited to bring you on Andrew. Welcome. Welcome to Infodump. No, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And Becca, I was just thinking, you know, it was exactly a year ago, NestCon was happening, right? right? And that was, um, that's one of the reasons why I, I reached out. I knew of you, but it was right. like, oh, you, you do this. So, okay, cool. Let's connect. Um, yep. But anyway, I saw that my history was a year ago. Can you believe in-person conferences existed a year ago? Yeah, right? So weird. <laughs> weird to think about. I was just talking to Antonio about this. I, we were in the car, and I was like, isn't it so weird that we're going to be able to tell stories? Like, back in my day, we went to rock concerts with other people. Back in my day, right? Like, but it's so weird. We went to amusement parks. We went, I mean, think about all the different, like, childhood experiences that we had or, like, growing up experiences that we've had that all these kids now just probably, I don't know, I can't imagine imagine anyone agreeing to go to a rock concert with 300 people ever again i mean i'm good with not had, having to go to amusement parks ever again because i'm really short and my friends were always taller so they they got to do the stuff and i just had to stand there so yeah. you know, know that anyway feeling. yeah <laughs> Well, I'm really excited to have you on, and I know Doug always gets really good questions together, and I'm excited to talk to you about more than just the financial advisor stuff that you do, because if people don't know the rest of the things that you do, like your meme collections and your love of movies and television and all of that stuff. So we'll be able to talk about all of those fun things today, I think. Yeah. But I will let Doug get started with his amazing questions, which is why I like him so much, because he does such good questions. Well, you know, I... I was going to start out with the question, but now I'm interested in your meme collection. So tell us a little bit about that, Andrew. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't even know how to describe it. I seem to have this thing for being able to come up with, like, the perfect meme in relation to, like, the person and the curation. So, like, you know, there's somebody where I'm like, oh, this meme is perfect for them, I'll send it to them. And I just have, like, the whole spectrum of, of memes, almost like a dealer, right? No matter <laughs> what you want, like, come to me, I'll be able to help, you know, get it for you. And, you know, I, I follow, uh, you know, a lot of different ones. Um, if you guys haven't seen, and I'll paste it so you can show it on the screen in a second, um, you know, it's... My favorite, and it's my Google Gmail icon that I don't use a lot, is CatDuck. I don't know if you've seen my CatDuck. Um, and I'm just going to uh, – let me find it. Okay, I'm just going to share this here. And it's it's a, it's literally just a picture of somebody decided to Photoshop a CatDuck, and it's like my favorite thing in the world. If I could be <laughs> anything, I would be a CatDuck. So – I'll pace that in a second. Right? I mean, it's so, so <clears throat> the thing is, I love, like, I'm somebody who thinks that memes could be the way that we communicate. If we did, like, GIFs, memes, and emojis, to me, are a language. Like, I don't need to have any other conversation <laughs> with you. So, Andrew used to send me memes, like, in the when we first started talking, and I love them. And my favorite thing is that he and I share an inappropriate sense of humor a lot of yes. the time. 
And so um, we share each other with each other the memes that you wouldn't dare post in public, like <laughs> ever, right? And so <laughs> we do that. And so what happens is if I don't get a meme from Andrew in like three or four days, I start to worry that he's not okay. I'm like, something's not okay over there. He doesn't even have the energy to send a meme. What is going on? I mean, it's just, it's that way. And then I get to do that meme collection. I'm like, this one's so appropriate. I can't wait to send it to Andrew. This one's so good. <laughs> I'm going to send it. And it's like, it's that kind of fun thing about memes because there's such an alternative way to communicate i love it so what's really funny is that i those therapist memes i I send to my psychiatrist every so often Mm. and and she usually comes back like really funny she says i'm her favorite patient it's up for debate whether that's a compliment or exactly what that is i'm gonna run with it's a compliment right (laughs) um so anyway but yeah i mean i no, nobody's exempt from my, uh, you know, my meme sending. And Doug, I just pasted Cat Duck in the links. So. All right, I, <laughs> what? Look, he is. It's in the chat. Oh wow! In the chat. Yeah, well, you're so gonna, yeah, you you're gonna be surprised by this, Andrew. But this is somewhat related to actually my first question because in doing research, I found out that you have a love of penguins, or you used to. Correct. Yeah, I like the penguins. Yep. What the heck's so great about penguins? Don't know. <laughs> Honestly, so so that was definitely more of like one of like a, a child. I, I just really, I think I also really wanted a penguin. So too, like um, like there's a like there's a, a meme, right? See, I think of the meme. Um, they say money can't buy happiness, but money can buy a penguin. And have you ever seen somebody who owns a penguin who isn't happy? Right. So you know, money can buy a penguin. So. I, I mean, I can't like recite all the facts about penguins and everything. Not like that. I just, I just think they're awesome, right? I so, agree. I mean, not a lot more than that. Not like um, atypical, right? Where again, right. talk about stereotypes. Him and the penguins. If you, right. you know, seen it. Um, I, I can't recite all of that. I just, you know, I love penguins. It's it's an animal thing, though, but this, I think, happens to all of us as autistics. Like, as in our childness, right, there's this really innocent connection that happens with animals. We somehow identify with them in this very specific way. And I just think, I don't know, I just think we all have our thing. I mean, for me, it was cats from very early on, but I like weird animals like that, too. Like, I have a sloth thing. I really like sloths. (laughs) I think there's something about their ridiculous faces and the way that their bodies function. And they only poop once a month that I am fascinated with this whole thing. Like, I just think... Did I send you my sloth meme? No, you haven't sent me a sloth meme. I didn't know you like sloth. I have I have a great sloth meme. I must have missed it. I'll be waiting for that. Yeah, yeah, send me a message. Remind me. I won't pull it up now. But yeah, no. See exactly. (laughs) There's just something about it's like a weird connection thing, and I don't know what it is. But I think penguins are great too. I still use penguin walk. We have to use it here in the mountains. That's how we teach people to walk in the snow. It's to walk like a penguin. Yeah, you don't fall or slip apparently if you do that. So, so Andrew, most people know of you uh, as a financial advisor and planning across the spectrum. Uh, would you consider financial advising a special interest for you? Uh, absolutely. Money in general, right? And it's financial advising is so broad and vague. Like I say, nobody really knows what it is or, or what I do for the most part, right? It's so, you know, it's kind of like saying you're a... I mean, like like a doctor, you could be a million different types of doctor, right? Or an attorney. It's such a broad category. Um, but I really like talking about money. It's my favorite thing to talk about. That's why I like two autistic talk money was fun. It's like, 
well, I can talk about my favorite subject, right? And I like to say I think I have like the best job ever because people pay me to ask me questions about the thing I love to talk about. That is my job. So, you know, that's a, that's a pretty good job, all things considered. Yeah. So. I mean, that's we talk about that as, you know, our special interest really just a way for us to find a career or find a thing that we're good at, right? Because the whole theory of you, what you're passionate about and what you love is what you do best and all of those things, right? So um, I think it's really interesting that very – I mean, obviously, it was a career path for you, right? Yeah, well, it did. Yeah, no, I I didn't start off that way. I started off fixing computers. Um, I really liked that. And then I I joked with my my uncle was, like, joking that they would hire anyone who fogged a mirror, like, was alive, right? And I'm like, oh, well, they hire me. And and I wasn't joking. I was kind of looking for something different. And during my first interview, they asked why, and I did say because I'm Jewish was a qualification for working in finance. <laughs> um, somehow I still got hired because, uh, I, you know, and I, I just really loved it, right? It was one of those where I, I got to solve problems. People, I got to talk about things that really excited me and, you know, interested me. Do you have any suggestions for other people to to kind of follow their special interest in that path to employment? I, I, I find like a lot of people will go to look for a job rather than almost create their job. Now, whether or not they start their own business doesn't mean that they didn't create their job. So individual, uh, Doug, you've met him, so uh, Andrew Arbo, right? Mm, sure. He has a job talking about autism and driving, right? Because that's his favorite thing to talk about. And a driving school is like, oh my God, you're amazing. We need a program. This is a really important topic. And he's basically the spokesperson for the autism and driving presentations. That's his passion. That's what he loves to do. There was no job that didn't exist, right? But if you're, I mean, if you're truly passionate about what you do, there's almost certainly a you know, a market for it. So, so financial advising, penguins, memes. Do you have any other special interests? I, I mean, I love computers, technology, and movies slash TV shows. I like to also have a thing where if somebody tells me a TV show or two that they and, and Becca is a very large media consumption person as well. So we've spoken about that. I um, I really like you know, messing around with computers. And um, I really have a thing where if you give me a couple top TV shows that you like in your genre, I'll give you a fantastic recommendation. So. Yeah. What are you watching right now? I just started watching a movie or a TV show called Claws. Have you seen it? Um, it, it there's actually a, one of the, if not the best, uh, he's a, a black gay autistic character. Um, he was the he was the um, the bad guy in the rookie um, uh, that that cop that yeah and he plays an autistic character it's like a, it's called claws it's like a nail slot it, it's pretty fantastic um, so someone recommended that to me so that was good it, it, I can't believe I didn't heard of it either right I guess it's been on three that seasons and, okay 
that gets me. See, I, I have heard from you more things that I didn't hear of or somebody else who's seen the rare thing that I've seen, right? That's because for me, media, definitely television for sure. I was raised by my television. I'm certain of it. But television and movies was definitely a special interest my whole life. And so when you, like, when Andrew and I get together, it's that focus of special interest that, like, we could probably have a half-hour conversation back and forth just naming TV shows and actors that nobody else could follow because we've just seen too many things and that kind of thing. And, and that is that autistic joy that we try to get to all the time, that we try to talk about here all the time, is just that it's a real ease of, like, shared information, a shared language almost you know well, i'm like one of the only people we actually both named our animals after the same oh, tv show we didn't realize this until later um so i had a i had a cat named uh nina and you want to share uh so walter so well not anymore so now yeah. now we just have bentley um and just i i don't think we have a good reason why uh, but anyway, so we had Bentley, but we had Nina and we had, uh, and we had Olivia, but right. then we discovered, uh, but then we had to change his, you know, change his name to Oliver. We realized he was a male cat, not a female cat. So, but that was like a year later. So, right. you know, Hey, whatever. Um, so yeah, we had Olivia and Nina from uh fringe. Right. So the that is show. my all time favorite show so sir walter underfoot is named after walter from fringe and i was like what someone else named their animals after fringe i can't so and my all my pets are named after tv shows or movies things like that so and i name my computers now i i, I should i could probably just stop there and that would be weird but i named them after uh elements from the periodic table so <laughs> keep track of them which, so. so which which elements uh, so my main computer, and I try to do it for a reason, is, you know, platinum, because it's my one with, it's probably, it's most expensive, the monitors, the everything, sure. you know, our, our office manager, hers lithium, right, she keeps it going, yeah. right, she keeps the office going, uh, my attorney friend, I named him, um, you know, helium, because he's an attorney's full of hot air, um, you know, or... My server's uranium because it's on all the time. So I try to find, like, something right. to kind of keep them going. It started, I mean, it's kind of fun. But then also, you know, then it keeps track of them. When you have, like, right. ten, of, when you have, like 10 computers, it's easier. It's first dating my wife. She took uh, a Mac and renamed it Tinfoil, right, you know, to kind of make fun of me. I think it was, yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, Tin is one. I don't think I've ever had that one. But yeah, so <laughs> I try to make it semi-related to whatever, yeah. you know, try not to reuse them. So. Yeah. So, so what about like your, your passion of uh, financial advising? Um, how, how do you go about finding balance between that and kind of all the other things you need to do in your life? What's balance again? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a good, good question. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, in all seriousness, um, you know, I, 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 it's something that I enjoy so much. I mean, there are lots of parts. There are parts to, I think, every, no matter how much you love something, there's always going to be parts of it that you don't enjoy. So, 
as much as possible, I try to spend as much time doing the parts that I do enjoy and for the reason that I like doing them. So I find, you know, talking about, you know, you know, money is, you know, fun. A lot of the financial stuff to me is just really fun. I try to make it fun. I'm told I do make it fun and not boring. And the bar is just so low. That's like barely a compliment, right? Like once in a while, if I like see another like presentation or something, I'm like, oh my God, like no wonder they think I'm exciting. Um, (laughs) But no, it's, I, yeah, I, I just, it's what I just, I guess, love to do. But the other nice thing is that I am also under the realization that people don't want me to talk about my special interest because if you ever want somebody to go away, tell them you sell life insurance, for example, I promise they'll like never speak to you again. No, but, um, so I, I also have a weird, I think maybe I bottle it up, but you know, but I get to let it out if that makes sense, because I get, I know I get to talk about my favorite thing for at least a few hours a day, every day. That's how I'm able to not talk about it all the time and still feel really satisfied. I just figured that out just now on this podcast. So thank you. So even though it's true, I just had that realization. It's good. It's the whole purpose for doing your special interest, right? It's really, it can be very isolating. I think when we do our special interest, cause we get so hyper, right. And we're just in it and it's not about anybody else, but us. And it's just like that. And so when we learn to, um, include people in our special interest, right? It stops feeling so isolating. And I think that's what you've done. You sort of managed to do that without driving your wife crazy, like at the same time. So you don't have to come home and talk to her about it when you get home because you talk about it at work, which is awesome. I can still talk about it for a moment when I get home, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I think, so Doug, if you have more questions, just interrupt me. Sorry. Um, okay, cool. So, but one of the things that I, when I was first diagnosed, I'm like, oh, I want to find a lot of people who are like me. Who have autism. And what I found is that actually wasn't as productive as just finding other people who were passionate about what I'm passionate about, right? The person who, you know, is passionate about, you know, Adina Mandel, right? And, or, you know, and just not something I'm passionate about, you know, the autism, sure, we might get each other a little bit, but we're very different. So I found it more important to surround myself for people who were also passionate about the subject that I was. Mm-hmm. And that was some of like the best advice I ever got than trying to, you know, let's say socialize with, you know, autism specifically. Right. I agree with you because I think that's something, it's definitely a misnomer that I had, of course, the idea that we, that because we're all autistic, we all get along. Right, that idea that just like the autism is the thing, the shared thing, and like what? Right? Here's a here's a, a truth, you guys. I don't like every autistic I meet. What? <gasps> yeah, no, I don't. And that's the truth. And the idea that we're all people, and that there are autistics I like and autistics that I don't like, and all we share in common is autism, you know, and that's it. And so looking for someone just for their autism isn't going to necessarily help you with finding that friendship and finding that um, communication. Um, though we do share that, we can also have very big differences, right? So I agree, right? It's really, and when you find someone who shares a special interest with you, that's like the best thing ever. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Are we ready for our, our inside studio Whoa. questions? 
which is my favorite part. I always like sit here and wait. Have we talked about regular stuff long enough so that we can do this now? Because this is the part that I like. <laughs> well, uh, we, we always start out with the first question, which is, what are your pronouns, Andrew? Andrew. And, yeah, duh, whatever you want to call it. I don't, yeah, I have preference. He. What is your preferred stim? Um, I have um, one of the stupid bike chain fidget things. I can't see it with the zoom, but so I have a bunch of these on my keychain. And actually, so I'm going to interrupt. My wife tells me that there's a stim that I do 24-7 that I don't realize that I'm doing. And she won't tell me because she's afraid I'll stop doing it. So I respect that. She'd tell me if I uh, wanted to. So I asked, like, as part of, like, if something happens to you, pass away, can, can you tell me? Can you, like, leave this? Like, I want to know. But right. she's afraid that I'll stop doing it. So apparently <laughs> there's one I do 24-7 that even I'm not, you know. Wow. Um, yeah, which is, like, well, she could just be screwing with me. It would be a really I, I know. Con. I have a suspicion. <laughs> I feel a little bit like that. Yeah, this one I believe, story. like. Like I, we're Jewish, right? So she, she told me that, it, and there was Christmas. She, she truthfully had me believing that on Christmas there was a Christmas hat and a song that you sang dancing around the tree, and, and my friend helped her, um, you know, and and they really, they really did a good job. So I really, really thought there was a Christmas hat. So there isn't. There's not a Christmas hat. No, so anyway. sad. Yes. So fidget bike chains. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite curse word? Um, so, I mean, I mean, like, fuck it, like, it's too easy, right? I mean, I think it's not a curse word, but cornhole is a great word that's not used enough for, like, George Carlin, right? <laughs> we just don't say the word cornhole enough. So I'll, I'll, um, I'll go with that. Mm -hmm. All, right. All right. Who do you love and what are you doing about it? Uh, my wife trying not to piss her off. Uh, yes, be very supportive. Or, sorry, who? Um, and I like, yeah, my, I mean, my daughter, so, too. So, that's, there you go. Mm -hmm. I play video games. I get home, and she says, Daddy, play games. It's the best. <laughs> so, I think it's mostly so she can sit on her iPad. But, like, <laughs> sorry, sorry, Jessica, I can't help you do the dishes. Emma wants me to play video games. <laughs> so that's what our daughter wants. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, these next two are fill in the blank. So the the first one is you may be neurotypical if. Whoa. Um. You don't know what neurotypical means. Yes, that was good. <laughs> yeah. You may be autistic if. There, there, there's nothing in between. You're, you're like silent, like a monk, or you're talking like you've done three lines of cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> there's just like nothing in between. Yeah. What's something you want to learn to do or be better at? Well, I mean, you really can't improve that much on perfection. But if I really had to think, no, I'm uh, kidding. Um, I, I really don't have a great reason, but I really want to learn Russian. So, I mean, a family is Russian. I mean, or from the, you know, my last name would be Komarov. But I just want to learn Russian. I'm told it's not an attractive language. You know, definitely would prefer French or something. But 
I probably won't, but yeah, there you go. What autistic social media account should people be paying attention to? Well, I think the three of ours are pretty good. Um, I'd like to think my social media is pretty good. It's different. I do it all myself. I post, uh, I schedule one or two posts a day that I try to make, you know, relevant. And I share like links and content. I try to share good stuff. And social media, I try to limit my meme social media, right? You know, I do keep it a little professional. I think the three of us, um, what's a really good other social media I'm trying to think. Jeez. Um, man, now I sound really boring. Well, I can't give away all my meme pages, right? So, I mean, no, I can't share my <laughs> meme pages because, you know, then people won't need me anymore and I won't have a reason to live. Um, so, yeah, no, I, I think that's, I mean, yeah, three of us is pretty good. What's one thing in your routine you couldn't possibly live without? I have to shower first thing in the morning. The second I get up, I can't do anything else. If our house was burning down, I would shower before anything else. So, you know, and, and like ever, like, you know, even like if, uh, if I slept in and like, about, you know, my daughter comes in like daddy shower, daddy shower. <laughs> right. But it, and it's not something I could like ever you know, get past. Mm -hmm. So, which I guess there are worse routines than yes. showering everything first thing in the morning. So, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. And um, now to Beck, this is Becca's favorite question, so don't mess it up, Andrew. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dog, cat, or must I choose? Cat, duck. Cat, duck. Nice answer. Mm -hmm. So, yes, um, I, I will say I am definitely more of a dog person. So my mom's uh, very allergic to cats. I, 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 that's also why I got a cat when I moved out, but that's separate. Uh, <laughs> but no, no. So I, so dog, yeah, dog person. And, and the last question, what does autistic joy mean to you? Um, Getting to be happy being yourself as much as possible every second of every day. Win. Good one. Wow. I like that one. Thank you so much for being here, Andrew. I really appreciate it. Um, you guys can find Andrew. If you look up planningacrossthespectrum.com, you will find Andrew. Um, he <clears throat> He's also on LinkedIn and all over the place. He's doing amazing things that he doesn't really get paid for. He does a lot of free stuff, this guy. He puts out free resources, free things. So stay involved. And if you um, find yourself in a position where you're not sure what to do with your finances or your money or you have questions, that's the kind of guy you're looking for, uh, financial advisor. They will help you to make those decisions in a smart way and where to do things for them. So definitely go look for him. Until then, that's it. That's the next episode in the can, dog, of Info Dump. Yep. So we'll see you guys next time. Right?